Many say she's... One thing's for sure, her path to fame wasn't easy. It was plagued with problems from the get-go. Nevertheless, she stood her ground and kept doing what she loved to do best, singing her heart out and shaking her moneymaker like it's nobody's business. Today we are... Rolling, 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 yeah, rolling, rolling on a river, say we're rolling, 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 yeah. We'll tackle the tumultuous life and career of the tremendously talented Tina Turner on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. You got it. Welcome to another exciting episode of FYI, and today we're going to take a look at Tina, somebody who doesn't even need a last name. Normally, if you just say the word Tina, everybody knows that you're referring to the one and only Tina Turner. After all, she's simply the best, better than all the rest, better than anyone. Anyone I've ever met. And I hope you think FYI is the best. And also a quick reminder, if you haven't heard a topic you'd like to hear about, just let me know. And a special shout out to Christina for suggesting today's topic. And even though this story has a somewhat happy ending... This was a tumultuous life and career. So we're going to take a look at the life and times of Tina Turner today. Are you guys ready? Let's start off with our intro. If you noticed, I spliced some of her songs in there. So I started off by saying many say she's simply the best, better than all the rest, better than anyone. Obviously, it's a song lyric. One thing's for sure. Her path to fame wasn't easy, and her path is her way. In Spanish, you say camino. It was plagued with problems from the get-go. And I think you can figure out what the word plagued means. And from the get-go means from the first moment. Then I said, nevertheless, you can say nevertheless or nonetheless, she stood her ground. And this is to not budge, to say, this is what I want to do and nobody is going to convince me otherwise. We say to stand your ground. And she kept doing what she loved to do best, which was entertaining people, singing her heart out, and shaking her moneymaker like it's nobody's business. And you'll hear that in a lot of R&B music. Moneymaker, shake your moneymaker. It means mueve ese culete. Shake, 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 shake that booty, shake that booty. I'm sure we looked at that way of saying it in our dance episode. If you haven't checked that out, give it a listen. 
So she was shaking her moneymaker like it's nobody's business. Another way to say this is, like there's no tomorrow. And then I finished it off saying, today we're rolling, rolling, rolling on the river. Which, by the way, is not one of her songs. It's a cover of a Credence Clearwater Revival song. Sorry, CCR. Her version trumped yours. If you ask anybody today who sings that song, they will unanimously say Tina, even though it was originally written and performed by Credence Clearwater Revival. And then I said, we'll tackle the tumultuous life and career of the tremendously talented Tina Turner. And you can say talented or gifted. And I want to look at the pronunciation of her last name because it's got the word turn in it. I've heard this word mispronounced so many times. It's not turn, it's turn. I want you to imagine the U as an E. Turn. It's another great song as well. To everything turn, turn, turn. So if you notice, it sounds like an E. And in the bonus part, we'll take a look at a few expressions with the word turn in them. We'll also take a look at Tina's health problems that she was plagued with all throughout her life. We'll look at some of her relationships and the tragedies. We'll also take a look at her death, fun facts, and her career as an actress. She was a triple threat. A triple threat is somebody who can sing, dance, and act. And... She even taught Mick Jagger how to dance, which, if you haven't listened to our Rolling Stones episode, give it a listen. But we'll find out about all those fun facts in the bonus part. Remember, the bonus part is available exclusively for patrons. But you can be a patron for as little as three euros a month. It's peanuts. Just think of all the content you get. Every week, you get a bonus episode. You get PDF documents. And if you're in our higher levels, our super-duper or interstellar levels, well, then you'll have class with me every week where we review all different concepts in English, including concepts from each podcast. And most importantly, we have tons of fun. And our interstellar students, our highest-level students, even get a private class with me. If you haven't taken a look at it yet, you can take a look. It's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And there you'll find a multitude of options, a wealth of options. And the most important thing is we're all learning and laughing together. So I want to send a shout out to all my patrons, especially my super duper students, Marta, Javier, Paco, Roberto, and Mila. And the interstellar students, the ones who get a private class with me every month, along with a weekly group class, that's five classes a month with me. Those people are Carmen, Lina, Isa, Paco, David, Jose Maria, Patricio, and Edgar. Props to each and every one of you. And props means recognition. It's kind of a slang way of saying recognition. But that's one of my claims to fame. I like to teach you guys real English. You can learn the word table, fork, and all of that jazz in an English book. But what about fork it over? Suelta la pasta. See, that one you won't learn in every book or any show. That's totally native English. And that's exactly the stuff I want to know in Spanish. So that's why I teach it to you, because I'm always putting myself in your shoes, amigos. 
And also remember, another way you can help this podcast is by rating it. You can rate it on many different podcast platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and it helps. So leave it a five-star rating and leave a comment. And I'll tell you guys something, it's working. The fact that you're spreading the word, or as we call it, word of mouth. I'd also like to send a shout out right now to all our amigos in Argentina. FYI is number 27 in Argentina in language learning. Thank you so much, Argentinos. Also in Ireland, we're in the top 100. FYI is number 89 in language learning in Ireland. And I guess what you should know here is it's important to be in the top 200 in order to gain visibility. So keep downloading, keep reviewing, and keep spreading the word. I really appreciate it, amigos. And a shout out to all of you who listen to us in Ireland, Argentina, or wherever. It's mind-blowing to think that my voice is being heard in these amazing places that I haven't even been to yet. Well, at least not physically. I'm going to come down there one day for an asadito. You can bet your bottom dollar. Anybody have an extra bed? A big bed so my wife, my daughter, and I can fit together in Ireland or Argentina or any other amazing place. But seriously, thank you so much, FYIers. I am humbled. All right, so let's talk about Tina, somebody who was humble, but her stage persona wasn't. On stage, she was fierce, but she needed to be, especially when you hear about all the trouble she had growing up and in all her relationships. So let's rewind. Let's go back to where it all started. Anna May Bullock was born on November 26th 1939. She was born in Brownsville, Tennessee, but she grew up in Nutbush, Tennessee, which would later be immortalized in a song called Nutbush City Limits. If you haven't heard it, it's amazing. And it literally put her town on the map. Her father worked as an overseer of the sharecroppers, and a sharecropper was what they had with the slaves. It was like a colectiva. And to oversee means to supervise. And she has some early memories of picking cotton with her family at an early age. So her roots are very humble, even though she ended up playing in front of millions of people and being a global superstar. And even though she was born in the United States, she renounced her American citizenship and she became Swiss. And she never went back to the United States. She stayed in Switzerland until her death. And she got the Swiss citizenship in 2013, after she relinquished her American citizenship. But she began living in Switzerland in 1994. That's when she fell in love with the country. So she's lived in a lot of places, not just Hollywood. As I said before, she's a triple threat, so a singer, actress, and dancer. Also a songwriter we could add into the mix. She's also known as, a.k.a. the queen of rock and roll. And honestly, who has a raspier voice than her? Maybe Janis Joplin? But that's different. Janis Joplin was more folk, and Tina Turner was more pop rock, even though she experimented with all kinds of genres, as we'll see. She rose to prominence as 
the better half of the husband and wife duo, Ike and Tina Turner. Then, after that tragically ended, and we'll talk about how it ended, it needed to end. It was an abusive relationship, both in the business sense and in the sentimental sense. But as we'll see, Tina bounced back, and she launched a successful career as a solo performer. She proved to the world that she was going to get even more famous by herself, that she didn't need the abusive Ike Turner, which we'll talk about later when we talk more about relationships. She was recognized for her voice, as I said, gravelly, raspy voice, powerful voice. She also had a certain swagger, and a swagger is the way you move, the way you carry yourself, and obviously her unstoppable energy. Even into her 70s and 80s, she was still performing with the same vigor, the same energy that she did when she was a youngster. Speaking of being a youngster, she sang in the church choir. This was at Nutbush Spring Hill Baptist Church. The year was 1950 and she was 11 years old. And her mother, Zelma, left the house without warning. She was in an abusive relationship with Floyd, her husband, and she relocated to St. Louis. There's just one problem. She left her daughter behind. That must have felt horrible. That the people who are supposed to love you, nurture you, and take care of you leave you behind with an abusive person. So talk about bad luck from the get-go. Two years after her mother left the family, her father married another woman and moved to Detroit. At that point, the father sent them to live with their maternal grandmother in Brownsville, Tennessee. So she was obviously not wanted by her parents. Her mother left the home, and her father was abusive and was not interested in having kids. And she said, referring to her mother, and I quote, she was a very young woman who didn't want another kid. So, as I said, she was unwanted. And I guess the domestic abuse didn't help. So Tina was abused and neglected since she was a little kid. Think about that adversity. And even after Tina Turner became a superstar, a household name, her mother was still cold and unloving. Some people don't deserve to have kids. Also, as a child, she was a self-professed tomboy. And a tomboy is a girl who likes to do boy things. It's like if you have a boy who's more feminine. Well, in this case, it's a girl who's more masculine. Usually it happens if you have a lot of brothers and you grow up around boys. You turn into a tomboy. Well, you got to protect yourself. Survival of the fittest. So she was a tomboy who joined the cheerleading squad and the female basketball team in her high school. And she was very outgoing. She was a social butterfly. When she was 16, her grandmother died. So she went to live with her mother in St. Louis. Again, she was just being pushed from home to home. She finally graduated from Sumner High School in 1958. She had a number of odd jobs. She was a domestic worker, a nurse's aide, and whatever jobs she needed to get by or to make ends meet, as we say. So that's her childhood. What about her career? Well, her career officially began with Ike Turner, who would become her future husband. 
His band was called the Kings of Rhythm, and around 1956, she saw them, and she was awestruck. She was blown away by their performance, and she wanted in. She wanted to be a part of it, and this was in St. Louis. Her and her sister began to perform frequently at nightclubs in St. Louis. And she first saw Ike Turner, or she first laid eyes on him, when he was performing with his band at the Club Manhattan in East St. Louis. She was blown away by his talent. She said in her own words, I almost went into a trance. And we talked about Ike Turner in our rock and roll episode. He wrote one of the first commercial rock and roll songs. So she was very social. She asked Ike Turner to let her sing in his band. As we said, and we'll get into deeper, he was a sexist, an abuser, just a rotten person. So he said he would call her, but he stood her up. He never called her. And one night in 1956, as I said before, she grabbed the microphone. She grabbed it from the drummer, Eugene Washington. And this was during an intermission. And she sang the B.B. King blues ballad, You Know I Love You. As soon as he heard her sing, he asked her if she knew more songs. And she sang her heart out the rest of the night. Soon after, she became a featured vocalist with his band. Her first appearance was not as Tina Turner. She appeared under the name Little Anne on her first record, Box Top. This was in 1958. But Ike Turner decided she needed a rebranding. Of course, what more convenient than take his last name? And he got the name Tina from a show called Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. He liked the sound of it. So her debut was in 1958, but her debut as Tina Turner was in 1960 with the hit single, A Fool in Love, and they shot to stardom. The Ike and Tina Turner review became one of the biggest live acts in history. They released hit singles such as It's Gonna Work Out Fine. And by the way, we'll learn some English with Tina's songs in the bonus episode. Pero se solucionará. It'll work out fine. It's gonna work out fine. Ain't no river too deep. Ain't no mountain too high. Ain't no river deep enough. Ain't no mountain high enough. There's that ain't, where in this case, there isn't a mountain high enough. Then Proud Mary. Proud Mary, keep on turning. Rolling, rolling on the river. And again, the one that put her hometown on the map, Nutbush City Limits. And then, in 1976, they disbanded. They split, but we'll get to that. Because I wanted to take a look at Ain't No River Deep Enough, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. This was produced by Phil Spector. Phil Spector mastered a recording technique called the Wall of Sound. And if I'm not mistaken, it's where you layer several vocals on top of each other to make it sound fuller. And it worked. They had a huge hit with River Deep, Mountain High. But it was not going to be her biggest hit. She would go on to have bigger hits as a solo artist. But we're getting there. Let's go to their split. 
1976, it had come to a head. Their relationship, both in the working sense and also in the emotional sense. By the mid-1970s, Ike was heavily addicted to cocaine. Obviously, this affected their relationship. And July 1st was the breaking point. They flew from L.A. to Dallas, and they had a gig at the Statler Hilton in downtown Dallas. The couple got into a physical altercation en route to the hotel, and shortly after, Tina knew it was time to leave this abuser, and she fled. She ran away from Ike, and according to the legend, she had 36 cents in her pocket and a mobile gas card. She ran across a busy freeway, and she knew she couldn't look back. So imagine that. She was ready to get hit by a speeding car just to get away from this control freak. And she was able to get across the highway, and she hid out at the Ramada Inn, which was right across the highway. On July 27th of that year, she filed for divorce. The divorce was finalized on March 29th, 1978. And some said, some speculators, some experts, and I say that in air quotes, they said that this was the end of Tina Turner, that she would be nothing without Ike. And oh boy, did she prove them wrong. In the 1980s, Tina Turner launched one of the greatest comebacks in music history. First, she healed herself. She got away from her abuser, and she started taking care of herself. And she knew that she had more in her, that she hadn't sung her swan song. Hey, that's a tongue twister. And in the early 80s, she was still touring, but she was more of a nostalgia act. She was performing at hotel ballrooms, little clubs. But then, in 1984 the multi-platinum album Private Dancer hit the charts. It didn't only have the single I'm your private dancer, a dancer for money, any old music will do. And what does Mark Knopfler have to do with that song? From Dire Straits, I'll tell you in the bonus part. And also on that album, it gave her her first and only number one song on the Billboard Hot 100. Does anyone know what song that is? Her most commercially successful song is... What's love got to do, got to do with it? What's love but a second-hand emotion? What's love got to do, got to do with it? Which won the Grammy Award for Record of the Year... And her chart success continued with Better Be Good to Me, We Don't Need Another Hero. What a great song that is from Mad Max 3. We don't need another hero. We don't need to know the way home. We don't want to know the other Thunderdome. It also had the song Typical Male, the Best, I Don't Want to Fight, and Goldeneye from 007 James Bond. Then she embarked on the Break Every Rule World Tour. This was 1987 and 1988. 
this became the top-grossing female tour of the 1980s. It also broke a Guinness World Record for the largest paying audience. She was also contributing vocals to U.S. for Africa and the song We Are the World, We Are the Children. And I don't have to tell you about her success. Against all odds, she sold more than 100 million records. She is one of the best-selling recording artists of all time. She received 12 Grammy Awards. She's been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice with Ike Turner in 1991 and as a solo artist in 2021. And I think nobody will argue with the fact that she is a legend. Sadly, on May 24th, 2023, she died at her home in Kusnacht, Switzerland. She was 83 years old. She had been sick for a long time, but we'll talk about her illnesses in the bonus part. That day, the world lost a legend. Folks, we've got to get going, but I sure hope you'll join us in the bonus episode of this week's FYI.